Waking up has never felt this good. I love the music. music. Best music. Breakfast with friends on CCFM 107.5. Time for us to say thank you, Pastor Francois Daniels, or Francois Daniels as he likes to be called. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Thank you for coming through to the studios. As you know, Francois is a presenter here on CCFM and uh, does various shows, often fills in. Correct. But this morning, it's not about radio. This is about your personal testimony of how God brought you through COVID-19 and other things that have been happening in your life. Well, good morning, Jonathan and Rachel and uh, all the beautiful listeners of CCFM in Cape Town. I know there's many of you uh, that are tuned in this morning, and what a privilege for me to sit this morning with Breakfast with Friends presenters. Um, I always listen, and uh, there's people that already phoned to say, we are tuned in, we're listening, but I don't think they're nervous, because I'm more nervous than them. <laughs> you know, it's quite a task to sit here this morning with uh, people like yourself. Uh, well, it truly is an honor to yeah, have you. We love what yeah. God is doing in your life and yeah. what God is doing through mm. the ministry on radio. Yeah, yeah. what I can say this morning is uh, once again, good morning. And, uh, you know, Jonathan and Rachel, as it is, that life is an ever-changing experience. It's like something like the Cape Town weather. Mm-hmm. You know, you get sunshine, <laughs> then you come, there comes the rain and, and then the storm and the winds and all those type of things. And such is life. And, uh, you know, people go through various experiences, like myself, I'm, I might need to start where I, where I started at the very beginning with my Christian life, then of course we'll be sitting here for about a year. But I'm just here this morning to deliver a story of hope. As I said, life's an ever-changing experience and things happen, all of a sudden the sun shines and the next thing it's stormy and raining. And then that's the times, even in our lives, when those things happen, everything's going okay and suddenly there's the disruptions in your life and you wonder and people wonder why. And, and the question is asked, is there hope? Is there hope? This is story of hope. The question is asked, is there hope? And a lot of people, of course, they, uh, you know, um, they say, what, what's happening in my life? And I can tell, relate many stories as to, in my life, I could have asked many questions as to, is there hope? Like in the in the Bible, we see this. There's people like um, uh, Esther. There's people in, like Joseph who went through very storms in their lives, and they might have asked in their lives the same question: Is there hope? Uh, because of the disruptions in their lives, and with me, a disruption came many times in my life. But relating to the latest one was that I went to hospital uh, last year October with my wife who, of course, uh, was diagnosed uh, three years prior, three to four years prior with uh, cancer in the colon. And uh, what a time that was. Just suddenly, we never expected that. And, uh, you know, those are the things that just disrupt your life and you wonder why. And at night when I lay down next to her and I looked at her and I said, well, you know, how long um, are your grandchildren going to see you? Are, they, are you going to see your grandchildren going to school and all those type of things? But God came through miraculously so much. The operation was done. She was cleared of cancer. But every year she had to go in and for a checkup. And lo and behold, October last year was one of those uh, moments. And I went with her. And because of COVID, you can't go with a patient to see uh, like I used to go. So I was just uh, wandering around in the car park uh, at Grotteskir, 
And I noticed, oh, here's a testing station, not feeling sick, no symptoms, nothing at all. That was a Monday. And I thought, wait, let me just walk in here and see what's happening, what's, what people are doing inside. So I went in and there was nobody besides two people that worked there. And the lady came to me and said, can I help you? I said, yes, please. Uh, can you test me? Uh, very you know, casually, I said, can you test me? Like knowing that oh, there's nothing wrong, so just take the test. Why not? And she tested me, and the same night, 8 o'clock, I got the call. Mr. Daniels, uh, you've been tested positive. You need to go in isolation immediately for 10 days. And, of course, we, I, I said, no, that can't be. Not in your life. And I have COVID, man. I'm okay. I'm fine. She said, well, the test came. I said, are you sure it's my test results? <laughs> she said, yes, it is yours. You, Francois Daniels, isn't it? I said, yes. And then... Of course, we had to make the necessary arrangements very quickly. Yeah. Uh, my wife moved out of the room and uh, my to the other room, of course, not to the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, my daughter, she was uh, also went into isolation. And uh, my journey started there for 10 days isolation, all of us basically. And coming to the ninth day, while well, I could feel there's a def- definite change in my, in my, in my health, um, I started to... Uh, not having appetite and not not to the severity of uh, what a lot of people say, you know, they lost all uh, desires for eating. No, I was still eating and I there was no a little slight little cough. And then I went on for another couple of days besides the 10 days. I went on for another two days, 12 days in isolation. That the 12 day was on a Friday. So the Friday morning, I I felt very bad. And, of course, my wife phoned, uh, my daughter phoned ER. They came, did the test, and immediately they said to me, Mr. Daniels, you need to get to hospital immediately because your oxygen level is very low. It's below 80. Your oxygen level, our oxygen levels must be 90 plus. So what happened is that I ended up in hospital in Mitchell's Plain, immediately injected me, put me on oxygen, and uh, lo and behold, uh, ECG and all that. And all through that, I wasn't like, you know, uh, sick as a, like groping for air and gasping for air. Nothing like that. Um, laying there at about 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, the doctor came to me and he said to me, sorry, I can't help you here anymore. You need to go to Grotesky where you must be on the machine that is there. Immediately, my mind goes to the respirator. Because I heard so many stories about respirator. Not that I'm scared to die. I must tell you honestly, I'm not scared to die because I know where I'm going to. But just the thought of, of laying there and, you know, struggling to breathe and all those type of things. So what happened is that um, 12 o'clock Friday night, I ended up at Rutherski C13, immediately on a high-flow oxygen machine where that thing was blowing here on the one side and the monitor on the other side. And uh, really and truly, what an experience. And I must tell you, all through that experiences, I was not feeling sick. I want to use the Afrikaans word. I wasn't pop, yeah. you know, like <gasps> and weak and all those type of things. But I believe today that I had to be there, not for myself, but for others also. I was there in hospital for 11 days, 9 days on this high floor oxygen machine. Now, you know, the desire is to, you, you want to get home. But thank God for technology, where at least we could do video calls and stuff like that. And the support structure that I had was tremendous, tremendous support structure. It's the prayer, the grace of God, the prayers of the saints, 
the support of my family, and of course CCFM staff also. I know they prayed like nobody prayed for me. Uh, and 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 eleven days every day I said to the doctor, doctors, the professor, and the doctors that came every morning around. Then they came last to my bed and they said, Mr. Daniels, yo. You're doing so well. I said, yes, can I go home? <laughs> they said, no, you've got to wait. You've got to wait every day. You've got to wait. But the purpose for being there, I believe, was that uh, every night at 9 o'clock, I prayed aloud in that ward for the nurses, the doctors, for the patients. And that's why I say I believe God took me there for a purpose. And uh, it was just tremendous that the nurses came to me, uh, male, of course, and female, they came to me and they, they relate a little bit about their lives, you know, please pray for me because I've got a problem, my husband's on alcohol, my son's is on drugs and all those type of things. But right through it all, of course, your desire is you want to get home, is the hope of getting out here. And I've seen people come in there and uh, the one chap I could actually see, he's not going to make it because he was in a very bad way. But we prayed, we prayed. And he went out of that ward into a normal ward again. So there's, uh, there's answer to prayer. That's why I say, you know, people ask, is there hope? And in my situation, I believe the hope was not in the things of this world. And I would like to tell people this this morning. In my story of hope, it's not in the things of this world, but it's in a person. And his name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He's the one that brought me through. He's the one that carried me through. And, 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 and my heart goes out to many people. I've lost a lot of friends uh, through COVID in our church, uh, young, younger folk as well in a community. I had to do a couple of funerals of COVID. But I can tell you uh, my heart goes out to them because being in hospital there alone, longing to have your family come visit, it's not easy. So I want to encourage every listener this morning. Like this is a very brief story of hope from me. I landed up there. As I say, you've been there, wore the T-shirt, uh, something to show for it. Yeah. But we also still need to be very careful and cautious. Yeah. And the day when I was discharged, a doctor came to me. And, you know, this is the tremendous thing. She put out a hand, a bare hand, because every day when they came, they put on their gloves, their mask. When they're done with me, they take off their gloves and throw it into a bin. And that day she came to me and put out a hand. Uh, bare hands. I said, excuse me, where's your gloves? She says, no, Mr. Daniels, you can go home. This, you, you're safe now. You can't be infected. Nobody can infect you. Just be careful for colds and flus that you don't get into, into company with people like that. So my, 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 my story of hope to many of you that are listening, that are struggling with family that's in hospital, maybe even right now, and maybe you've lost loved ones. My heart goes out to you. But you know, Nahum 1 verse 7 told me in hospital, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those, he cares for those who trust him. And I believe that this is our God that we serve. Whilst laying in hospital, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, God showed me Genesis 2 verse 7, that God breathed into man's nostrils and made him a living soul. So I was dependent on this oxygen machine to increase my breathing, but my breath, I realized that morning, is not from the machine. My breath is from God like all of us. He breathed His breath into us. And the question immediately asked, why and for what purpose? Revelation 4.11, we were created for His pleasure. 
you know, are being and are created for His pleasure. And I said to myself, now I'm laying here, people's laying here looking for their breath. What did I use my breath for over the many years? To ridicule, to condemn, and from that moment onwards, that's why I love the story of Hope Stories on CCFM, and that is that we use our breath that is God-breathed to share a story of hope, to be an encouragement, to share something positive. So to you and Rachel, thanks for what you do. To the beautiful listeners of Cape Town, may God bless you, and may you know that in your situation, whatever it is, you might ask the question, is there hope? Mm-hmm. Yes, there is hope. Amen. And that hope is in a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. If you don't know him, get to know him. Yes. Amen. And amen. Amen. Thanks Thank for this you. moment. Thank you, Francois. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And uh, I just want to ask you to end off with a prayer, because yeah, sure. as you said, there is hope found in a person, Absolutely. Jesus Christ, amen. the Son of God. So would you pray as the Spirit leads you, please? Yeah, sure. Father, we come before you in the precious name of the one who loved us and gave himself for us, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, amidst everything that's happening in the world today. We still have hope because our hope is not in the things of this world, but it's in you, the Lord, God of heaven. And so, Father, this morning, we want to commit everyone before you who's struggling in whatever areas of their lives and thinking that there is no hope. We pray, O God, that their eyes will turn to you, Because as the songwriter says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Father, I pray that your blessing will be on families, that their family members that passed on, uh, your blessing will be on family members that got family members in hospital at the moment, struggling because of this virus and many other ailments. Oh God, I pray that you touch their bodies, that you'll indeed bring them safely through and reunite them with their families. We pray blessing upon everyone. We pray for our country for safekeeping, and we pray in the name of Jesus that your purposes will prevail and your name be glorified. Amen and amen. Amen. Sure. Thank you. Francois Daniels, thank you so, yeah. so much for sharing with well, what us. What an honor to be here this morning. What an honor to have you. I was you. so excited. Like, you know, my first trip to Cape Town <laughs> yes. from Wellington. I'm from Wellington. Yes. Are you? You know, you can't. Oh, you yeah, can't. You're just s- so excited. You can't sleep that night. <laughs> yes. So exactly. I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> so excited. Fantastic. No, well, thank you so much. Yeah. And yeah. so beautiful just for being obedient to God. Mm. Even Thanks for in the me. midst of the hospital, in the midst yeah. of that COVID Amen. situation. Yeah, okay. yeah. Through, it through it all. Yeah, through it all. Amen. And you're a living testament to show Amen. love God's yeah. That's amazing. Thanks for having Amen. me. You're welcome. God, God bless. bless. Yo, yo, check it out. If breakfast is the most important meal of your day, rock and ladies and gentlemen, then you need to have yours in the company of friends. It's always on.